That one kind of hurt my ears, actually. Welcome. Mainly because I wasn't ready for it. To the Slick and Juicy Sports Show, episode 43. Rest in peace, Richard Petty. 43. Who else was 43? Troy Palomalu. Troy Palomalu. I also use head and shoulders. You know, I was really caught off guard the other day when you brought that head and shoulders out and was like, put this on your hands, it'll get the grease off. That shit worked like a fucking charm. Yeah. Y'all look at me like I'm fucking stupid. I know my way around here. I think the Gugon would have worked too, but... They got Bagul. Got Bagul. Fucking wise guy. Speaking of wise guys, wise guy came off the board number two NBA draft. We're watching it live. Coming to you live. We're a basketball podcast. I mean... I always I enjoy basketball. I love the NBA. This is f- over the last couple of years. This is probably one of the more disappointing draft classes. You know, you go back to last year. Zion e- was a phony. <laughs> Don't start this right now. It is way too early in this podcast for me to already get upset. Even after Zion and Jaw, I mean, throughout that first round, there were there was talent that we're gonna make. Nick's just pick Obi Topin. There was going to be talent that we're going to make. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. Yeah, ain't no stopping. There was going to be talent, at least through the first 15 or 20 picks, that were going to be great. And the year before that, it was Luka and Trey Young and um, DeAndre Ayton was the first pick in that draft. And Luka was the third pick. Oh, look, he's Where's that motherfucker at? DeAndre Ayton? Yeah. Sons. Does he play? Yeah. I haven't heard of him since. Played the bubble. He, really? he was he got suspended at the beginning of this season for PDs. Oh. So he didn't play like his first 30 games and then played like 10, then they got everything got suspended, but he played really well in the bubble. I didn't become a basketball fan until the bubble. So anything pre-bubble, I don't know anything about. But there's there's some talent on here. It's just not after those first 3 picks, it's kind of like is this guy going to be a good role player? In his career or something, it just and there's always going to be a end of lottery pick, end of first round pick that's gonna break out. There always is. Uh, probably the French dude that the Wizards draft. Wizards on the clock. I bet they um draft a French dude that you've never heard of before. Or the Israeli and Kitty still on there. Yeah, the Isra- that's right. But, like, Giannis was the 15th pick of the draft. Kawhi was, like, 20-something. Um, Donovan Mitchell just two or three years ago was, like, 18 or 19. Clay Thompson was, like, 12. Draymond Green was picked in the second round. You're, you're going to find gems throughout the entire draft, but top to bottom, this class is not – there's not a whole lot there. Top three picks, the only picks that matter. Edwards to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, yeah. See any good? Why did I echo so bad? God damn. I think he's one of those basketball players that's never had to understand the skill of basketball, the shooting, the passing, understanding the floor, the defense. the Because the SEC isn't a basketball player. Not conference. even that. He's just been so – well, yeah, a little bit, but – even in high school, I mean, it was showing highlights. I mean, he was five feet taller than everybody else on the court. He won using his athleticism. And Georgia didn't do shit this year. He averaged 19 points for a mid-tier SEC team. Would you even call him mid-tier? Yeah, I mean, they weren't the worst in the SEC, but they weren't at the top of the pecking order either. Hmm. He's a freak athlete with a lot of potential. But the one thing that they've been saying about this guy is they don't. It's a lot of scouts are saying that we don't know if he has the work ethic to reach that potential. Uh, number two pick, Wiseman. <laughs> what are you? What are you looking in the cabinet for? Food that you don't have. There's like beans and shit in my cabinet. Also fucking I do. It's good protein. Haven't been eating a whole lot of it though. Anyways, Wiseman. Wiseman. Didn't see much of Wiseman. Wiseman played three games. But he's supposed to be like the best player ever. He was the number one p- number one recruit coming in, and he's been top 100. Um, uh, the number one paid recruit, too. Number one paid recruit. That's a fact, too. Mm-hmm. 
Penny Penny literally followed him. I wouldn't say followed. Coached him in high school. Bought him a house. He got the job at Memphis. Bought him a house to come to Memphis and play. And that got fucking taken away real quick. They were actually in the house that they bought. During the, they were showing him. But Wiseman's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of potential. But I think one of the biggest things we've seen in the bubble, and you've seen it too, the death of centers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's playing small ball. Unless it was Jokic or Anthony Davis or something like that. But the biggest team won the championship. Though. Biggest team did win the championship because they had Anthony Davis. That's a generational big guy. I just think the center position in general, you have to be able to do so many different things, and I don't know if Wiseman is quite there yet. He doesn't have to do that early on in his career. He's getting picked by the Warriors, who, barring anything catastrophic, happened to Clay today because I would fucking hate that for Clay. Clay hasn't played a basketball game in 564 days. I mean, you're you're bringing back a end of prime Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who for five years or six years were top of the Western Conference. Three of those with KD, three of those without KD. Now they get the groom, little wise guy. And he, but what I'm saying is, he doesn't have to come out and be spectacular. He can play a role in that offense, protect the rim on defense, and fucking kick it to Steph and Clay the whole time. Just kick it. Just fucking he's kick it. he's got the best for not I'm not gonna say potential but draft pick right now he's gonna mean the most to his team because yeah. he doesn't have to do that much and then Lamelo to the Hornets Lavar and Michael um, play one on one and the winner gets to own the Hornets so what they're saying about Lamelo is the exact same thing that was Lonzo. I think there's a little different skill set there. Lonzo is more pass and defense at this point in his career. And Lonzo's not a bust. He's the second pick, but Lonzo had so much hype about him just because of all the LeVar stuff. And it was just so hyped. Lonzo is going to be in the NBA for 10, 15 years. He's going to be a solid starting point guard for all that time. He's, this year he really stepped up his shooting. Um, Lamelo is a lot skinnier than Lonzo was coming in. Taller, right? Isn't he like 6'7"? Two inches. I think Lonzo's six five, six six maybe. Lamelo's lankier and skinnier. Is better. Is a better all around scorer than Lonzo was coming in. A conventional passer and, but he's not going to be a, a great defender. Like I don't think he'll ever be a great defender like Lonzo is. And he spent a little bit more time down under. Yeah, but that can be a really good thing for young basketball players to go play in high school gyms. In high school gyms with grown-ass fucking men. That's what I tried to tell you earlier. He's playing against 30-year-old men. It's the third best basketball league in the world. It's the NBA, it's the Euro League, and then it's the Australian League. I'm serious. I'm not making this shit up. Those are grown men. He's 17 years old when he went over there to play in Australia. It's not like he was going, he was 17-year-old, go to play more 17, 18, 19-year-olds who are still learning the game of basketball. I think it was good for LaMelo to go do that. And then they bought the team. <laughs> it's not the biggest fuck you in sports Just buy the fucking team Yeah look Hey you groomed me to be ready to go to the NBA And now look at this If I had to say right now who I think has the most Who has the longest Career And does the most That's hard to talk about Open topping. I'm just talking about those three picks uh-huh. I don't know a whole lot about these other draft picks I'm going to say LaMelo right now because LaMelo has a lot of untapped potential. I think Anthony Edwards can easily be a real quick bust. Yeah, I think so too. A real quick bust. Um, and that's going to come to his work ethic and mindset. How and far I think James Wiseman is going to have a good solid career, but I don't think he's ever going to be great. How far does drafting an athletic guy get you in the NBA? Because you, well, com- I mean, you could compare... Maybe the ones that I'm putting together, because the only draft I really follow is the NFL draft. The last successful, just strictly athletic guy would be like a DK Metcalf. I think it's different in the NBA because these guys are coming in at 17 and 18 years, not 17, 18, 19 years old, you know? There's a lot more grooming that can be done in the NBA than the NFL. You're talking about a longer career just in general playing basketball. But Anthony Edwards has a lot of potential because he is 18 years old. 
but that has to be a reach to his potential. Who just Wizards got the Wizards Avija. got the fucking Israeli Avija. God damn, you know what that means though. He's going to have to leave for a year to do no, military. He's coming around. I don't think he's from Israel. I just said that. Well, where's he from? He plays in the. He's East. from Tel Aviv, Israel. He's coming straight over. Israeli. Fuck the Palestinians in my truck. What? What's my wallet? I didn't say you could do that. What are you getting? You didn't ask us if we wanted anything. Yeah, what's Can what? I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Oh god, I bet that costs forty dollars. Plus delivery. Plus delivery. I don't believe that. There's a catch to it. How the fuck do they make money? These pregnancy cravings are killing. <laughs> Anyways, are you raised in a barn? You left the door open. So Cole Anthony, I think, who was a consensus top five before the college season started, she still left the door open. Oh yeah, that's that that cat from North Carolina. We're getting a lot of echo for some reason. I think he's gonna be good. You think so? I think he's gonna be a, a good scorer. I think he's gonna be a good point guard. But he is his draft stock is really falling. You're talking about a top five pick all the way down to the mock draft on Bleach Report that they had him at twenty five. Hmm. Means he'd be going to a contender. Allie Burton's still on the board too. Isn't he from Iowa State? Yeah. Oh, they got Cole Anthony at, at number four. four. But they've had Holly Burton at three since the jump. Precious Achua. So precious. Um NBA trades. Chris Paul to Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, I really like that move by Phoenix. I think that's a really, especially how they played in the bubble. Um, they went eight and zero in the bubble. Didn't make the playoffs, but they, man, they were damn close to it. And I hate eight and zero, twelve and zero sucked off. They all got sucked off in the bubble too. They did. That wasn't in the bubble. Hmm? It was. I know it wasn't in the bubble, but yes. It's how long okay. until Chris Paul gets sucked off? <laughs> what can State Chris Paul is thirty six years old. What can State Farm do for you? What can Devin Booker do kids. for you? And get you sucked off. So that Chris Paul trade was CP3 and Abdul Nader to the Suns for Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre, Taj Rome, and a 22 first round pick. They really didn't give up a whole lot for him. And CP3 was an All Star last year. Does Chris Paul fit into a young roster though? Yes. He. The Thunder. This last year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who was on the Thunder. A lot of young guys and Gallinari and Steven Adams. They're not young. I was the young guys and then them. And CP3 played outstanding this year. I think I think it's a great move for the Suns. It's a so. win now move. But the funniest thing from all this, I'm sorry I keep inter- interrupting. This is basketball. This is my spot. Um, the Suns released their new jerseys on like what day did this trade happen? Yesterday. Yeah. Monday they released some new jerseys. Really cool. They were really cool. But this photo shoot was Kelly Oubre wearing number three. And uh, he was like on a horse and shit like that. It was really cool. I really liked their new jerseys. But then the next day he got traded for CP, Chris Paul, and he was wearing number three. You know, so That was pretty funny. Uh, what else happened? Al Hortford to Oklahoma City. Yes, Danny for, Green. for Danny Green. Danny, Danny Green spent 48 minutes in Oklahoma City. He's just going to... 48 hours, but Danny, I feel like Danny Green's at this point right now where he's going to be just keep traded around. Um, that's what happens when you don't, you're not cold blooded. The Bucks and Pelicans agreed to Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and supposedly like three first round picks. Is that a win now? That's a win now move. The picks are in like 2026 and 2027, but it is a win now. Giannis, look, we're going to do this. Who cares about those picks in five years? Um, Yeah, Drew Holiday is one of the best two-way guards in the league. Very One of the most underrated players in the league. 
the Al Horford trade for the Sixers was more of dumping Al Horford's salary and getting a shooter with Danny Green. I bet they keep Danny Green. If you're Giannis, would that trade make you want to leave Milwaukee even more? For Drew Holiday? No. For Giannis. Considering they gave up their first round picks in the future? No. So he can't, they have no leverage for assets? Yeah, but you just got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, good. And you gave up Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. George Hill played okay in the playoffs. Eric, Eric Bledsoe, over the last two years that he's been on the Bucks, I've seen a good quote today. Bleacher Report said that he turns into a pumpkin in the playoffs. And he has. He can't guard anybody. He can't fucking score. He's six foot nothing. No, you trade for Drew Holiday, let Drew run the point. That is a win-now move, and Giannis likes that. So another, and they made a trade for Bogdan Bigvanovic. I don't know the trade de- details on that, but that's a young shooting guard from the Kings who averaged like 17 or 18 points. This one might have fallen through the cracks and is getting turned over. I read that like two hours ago. But those are both win-now moves. And a team or an organization, look at my legs, man. I got goosebumps. Huh? I got goosebumps. Um, An organization doesn't make trades like that, especially with those first-round picks, without asking Giannis. Without saying, hey, do you like this? Not, hey, are you going to sign back specifically if we get Drew Holiday and Bogdan Bogdanovich, but do you like these moves? I don't think Giannis leaves regardless. I think he goes to Miami. I don't think he does. I think Giannis is going to be one of those guys who he's so he wants to win in Milwaukee. I mean, he's from Greece, and the Roman Empire um, took over the whole continent. It, it just went from city to city. So I think that's what Giannis will do. No, I don't see that in Giannis. Um, any more trades? <sighs> the Rockets traded Robert Covington to... Is James Harden going to the Nets? Let me... That's one thing we need to talk about, but yeah. So, the Rockets traded Robert Covington, who they traded a first-round pick for last year, in exchange for Trevor Ariza in the 16th pick in this draft. Ariza's already out. And earlier, that was yesterday. Today they traded Ariza, and the 16th pick they got for Robert Covington to the Pistons for a future first round, no telling what year, and have also purchased Detroit's 2021 second round pick for $4.6 million. I didn't even know you could do that. Why? But what did they get out of that? You lost Robert Covington for Trevor Reese in the 16th pick, and then you just trade them for a first round pick in a year. Something's going on in Houston. That's why... Russell and Harden out. I think it's too far deep in now. You're not going to get shit for Russell Wilson. His contract's bloated. He's a... I'm not going to want to call him a one-dimensional point guard, but he can't shoot. He's always going to average 25 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds. He's a stat He's a stat stuffer. And he's an asshole. Nobody likes him. I don't think he's an asshole. I think he comes off as that way, but not to his teammates. James Harden, on the other hand. It was really weird just over the weekend and the last couple of days seeing everything like all of a sudden like he wants out of Houston. And to think that he can just say, I want to go to Brooklyn and that's going to happen, it does not work like that. He's going to fuck around and get traded to the fucking Hornets for LaMelo Ball and <laughs> their first round pick from last year or something like that. Like you can't – I, I get NBA players wanting out of a certain situation – but I hate when they make lists. Do you think like, hey, I'm going to demand a them? trade, but I only want you to trade me to these three or four teams. Harden said he said one. I think you don't have say over that. I don't think I trade you for a bag of chips the next fucking day. Fuck you, James Harden. I don't think Harden would fit in with Kyrie and Kevin no, Durant. No, that team would be horrible. Not horrible. Obviously, they're going to score a thousand points. It would be a battle between Kyrie and. James Harden to see who's going to hold on to the ball the most. Yeah, and then KD's got to get the ball in his hands. They don't. None of them play defense. KD does. But what has always made teams that have three great stars like look at LeBron and Dwayne and Chris Bosh. 
they all bought in and they played defense and played as a team. There is nothing that says James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I'm just going to cut. I'm going to cut Kevin Durant out of that. James Harden and Kyrie Irving are going to play basketball together. What no, are they gonna, exactly. It's just it, it doesn't make any sense. The whole there's something going on in Houston that's crazy because that those trades right there don't make any fucking sense to me. Because it's not like they even it's not like they even like opened up a whole lot of cap space. And free agency's not going to be that great this year. There's not a whole lot of big names out there. I think that was about it, though, big dog. College basketball announced that the NCAA tournament would be played in one location, a.k.a. a bubble. Uh, Games are slated to start one week from today. But a lot of positive tests, obviously. Um... Do you think we'll have a college basketball season? I think so. I guess I didn't realize they were starting in a week. Or some conferences were starting in a week. Um, I want to, yes. I think they have to. If they don't do another tournament, then... I know. It's just crazy because it doesn't even feel like it was that long ago when the tournament was canceled. You know? Yeah. And we're already talking about going into the next season. I think at some point, just financially and for everybody at every school and all these basketball players, that you kind of have to. Like, you've, you've got to set good protocols and stuff. And I don't know what their protocols are right now. Are they planning on playing out-of-conference games? Yeah, yeah. they're going. To, I mean, most are just doing in-conference, but they're still going to have, like, their normal tune-up schedule and their ACC versus Big Ten and all their – some preseason tournaments. Yeah. But um but the, I mean I, I the can't big news is that all sixty eight teams would be in one location in March. It'd be a bigger bubble than the fucking NBA. <laughs> Most likely Indianapolis. Why Indianapolis? I don't know. I just got a lot of basketball gyms and they could set it up in the I like, think that's a I think that's a good it's a good thing to go ahead and set that and say Regardless of what happens with COVID and all these spikes and everything, let's go ahead and say to get it off of everybody's minds and like, how's it going to work? How's it going to work? Let's just go ahead and set that. 68 team bubble. If you lose, you die. You don't even get to go home. They just kill you in the bubble. Sorry about your family. Um, We had some college football this past week. Kind of. Kind of. Not really. Um, notable games. Yeah, that was weird. It keeps. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was just me. <laughs> uh, Indiana meet beat Michigan State twenty four nothing. Indiana legit ranked tenth. Michigan State ain't shit, but we'll see. Notre Dame beat Boston College forty five thirty one. There for a little bit, Boston College is hanging in there. I bad beat on that one. Um. Florida beat Arkansas 63-35. to I didn't realize that game got that bad. Kyle Trask had five touchdowns in the first half. Trask finished. Did we watch that game? Uh, kind of. Trask finished 23-39, for 39, 356 yards, six touchdowns. Trask is legit. Heisman? I don't know how legit Florida is in general, but Trask is legit. I feel like they give up too many points to beat Alabama. Arkansas's had a good offense all year, though. They had a great defense all year. The only team that's really scored on Arkansas was Ole Miss. Tennessee scored 13 in the first quarter. <laughs> and then didn't score a single point for the rest of the game. Um, Wisconsin 49, Michigan 11. I wish we had Junior on. Maybe we can get Junior on tomorrow and talk about it. But... um. Milton, 9 for 19, 98 yards, two interceptions, and then their second stringer came in in the third quarter. So it looks like Milton's out. Maybe Harbaugh's out. It's probably good. I think Harbaugh's out. Graham Mertz had not a great game. 12 for 22, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, looks like they went back to just running it down everybody's fucking throat. The whole point of having Harbaugh is... More than it was the recruits he was going to bring in, you know? Which hasn't happened. And then hasn't happened at all. 
And I guess that kind of just shows just because you have a big name in football doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great recruiter. Because he had never coached at college level before, had he? No. He had just coached in the NFL. Yeah. But he had gone. No, he went to Stanford, didn't he? He went to Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. But he did he start as a quarterback's coach in the NFL and kind of work his way up a little bit? I think so. Because he was a quarterback in the NFL for the longest time. Yeah. Recruiting is different. You know, you got to go into a 18-year-old kid's home that most of them ain't got shit, you know, and say, or like look a parent in their eyes and say, hey, I'm going to take care of your son. And they're going to they're gonna call me daddy. And you have to convince them that's going to be all right. And you just stop wearing khakis. Yeah. Can't trust you. My dad did that too. And then he went to the gas station and never came back. I think he's always going to be a, a good coach. But I think it's the recruiting thing that's hurt him. You think COVID year saves him or got to go? I'd get rid of him. I'm sure his buyout is it's astronomical. Been, yeah, I'm sure it's probably the highest buyout, buyout it ever. I mean, it has to be. But, yeah, that was all the college games. We had a lot of cancellations this week. Um, on to the NFL. I think we talked about Colts Titans. We hate punters now. When will we talk? We didn't do a podcast on Thursday. Oh, Friday. no, we didn't. We skipped the pick. Em. Okay. Colts 34, Titans 17. I mean, we, Titans lost that game on punting. Phil Rivers 29 for 39, 308 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry 19 carries, 103 yards. That is a perfect game example of a game that shows you how much special teams means. Colts come out in that second half at 17 to 13. Colts go all the way down the field, waste like eight or nine minutes off that clock, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Titans goal line stand, we get the ball back, we don't go very far. Here comes old Trevor Daniel. Momentum swing. 100%. Momentum swing. Kicked at UT for, for I think, four whole years. Got drafted by the Texans. Pointed to the Texans last year. I didn't even realize he was out of the NFL until he charted, jogged off on the field on uh, Thursday night. And, and everybody was like, well, he was working at FedEx in Memphis four days ago. And it was like, why the fuck did the Titans do this when the week before? Brett Kern's hurt, if, if in case you didn't know that. The week before... Um, against the Bears, there was this kid named Anderson or something like that, and he did a good job. He, we won the game. It wasn't on his leg, but wait, that first point, 17 yards. Yeah, shanked. Shanked off his right foot. They scored in two plays. Scored in two plays. Pin him deep. And we then got the ball back, went like 20 yards down the field. We go to punt again. Smartest thing. To, I mean, I don't – I would have done the same thing. Colts sent the fucking house. Mm-hmm. I don't think they sent. I don't think anybody was back to guard the punt. They literally sent everybody. I think three, we kind of low key predicted it too. I we, seen it coming. We were mumbling about it. I seen it, three or four people blocked that ball. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just one. It was blocked by committee. You don't see that a whole lot unless, in their mind, they know. Okay, he just shanked his punt. We're gonna fucking send the house. And it's almost like when he got the ball, he didn't even look. He didn't even raise his head up. I don't think he even knew they were there. He could have breathed on them. Anyways, that game was lost on punting. It was a complete momentum swing. Uh, Colts kind of just ran away with it from there. and That was it. Good job, Colts. Sunday, Cleveland 10, Houston 7. Uh, Cleveland had 200-yard rushers. Nick Chubb, 19 carries, 126 yards, one touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 19 carries, 104 yards. Pouring down rain, right? Pouring down rain. Cleveland's always going to win those games. Nick Chubb runs out at the one. <sighs> that was bad for about a bunch of fantasy owners, but smart. Realistically. And the, and the spread was three and a half, so he would have covered with a touchdown. That's crazy how that works sometimes. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 12 for 20, 132 yards. It's just like week to week all season, Baker will have a a good to decent game, and then he's just like, mm. well, their last two games they've only scored a combined twenty points. What they beat the Raiders ten to three, twelve to three, and now they've beat the Texans ten to seven. Given two awful 
weather games, but still, they're not scoring points. Maybe the team was better with OBJ. Or maybe the team was better when Baker had ribs. I don't know. I don't know. Baker's just so hit or miss on everything. I don't I don't know what to think about him at this point. But uh the Browns are sitting at six and three. There's a lot of teams at six and three. Speaking of two teams not at six and three, Detroit thirty, Washington twenty seven. Washington tried to come back and win that. They did come back. Did their best. But our speaking of drafts, our great second pick lost us the game. Alex Smith, his first start in over seven hundred days. What was it like seven sixty something? He went thirty eight for fifty five, three hundred and ninety yards. Career high. Career high. Passing yards. Stafford twenty four for thirty three, two hundred and seventy six yards, three touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 16 carries, 81 yards. Uh, Terry McLaurin, 7 receptions, 95 yards. DeAndre Swift's really breaking out these last couple games. It's the first game they've used him. No. Like the week before he had had like 100. Matt Patricia, yards. Matt Patricia thinks it's fucking 2009 and Adrian Peterson's still good. Washington thought the same thing last year. Not really. We just cut him. Yeah, but he was the lead back last year. Okay, yeah, but fucking Jay Gruden's a fucking idiot. Um, Terry McLaurin is the fourth in receiving yards. Thanks to Alex Smith, but... A lot of his yards probably had to come from Alex Smith. There's just nobody else on that receiving core. Like, I'm surprised his numbers are that good because he's getting double teamed on a lot of routes. I think he's really good. He is really good. Which is scary because... He'll be our only really good player for the next 12 years. Um, Packers 24, Jaguars 20. They were losing, and Packers were losing one at one point. The Packers were really in control the whole game, though. Um, Jaguars scored a lot of points off of turnovers, uh, and then that punt return. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 24 for 34, 325 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Jake Luton, 18 for 35, 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Packers move to 7-2. and two. Number one seed in the NFC right now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. the Saints fell to 6-3. and three. No. Tied with the Saints. Saints are 7-2. and two. No. Yes, they are. Yes. Then the Saints are one seed. They're tied. Giants 27, Eagles 17. The Giants are good. Every part of me wants there to be a four, a four-win NFC East division winner, and it's still possible. The Ringer does an article on it every week. It is still mathematically possible. Mathematically. Mathematically. Mathematically possible there is a four and 12 NFC East winner. The Giants keep playing like that. There won't be. They're going to win seven games. The Redskins, the R words, and the Gi- and the Cowboys are sitting at two wins, two and six, and two and seven respectively. Um, Giants are sitting at three and seven. The Eagles are at three, five, and one. So really, is anybody's division still? Yeah. Six and twelve wins. Six and ten. Six and twelve. They're gonna play extra games because they're so bad. Yeah, they've got to play each other again in a play-in round. Six and all four teams on the on the field at the same time. Just whoever comes out gets to go to the playoffs. Like in an X, and one game's going one way, (laughs) and the other game's going the other way. But none of the four teams ever pass midfield, so they're never interact in the same game. It'll just be they'll be punting over each other. Hmm. So how do you win? Who punts the most? Yeah. Whoever passes the X first. Okay. Which Alex Smith throwed 390 yards. I don't know. And you get to play a home playoff game against yeah. <laughs> the fifth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of fifth seeds, Buccaneers 46, Panthers 23. 
Tom Brady was 28 for 39, 341 yards, three touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater, 18 for 24, 136 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Ronald Jones, the second, a 98-yard run to the house. He had 23 carries, 192 yards, and a touchdown. Damn, I didn't realize his stats were that good. Well, one of his runs was 98 yards, so keep that in mind. Oh, wait, he still had over, uh, almost 100 other yards? I guess. On how many carries? 23. That's still impressive. Pretty good. It's not 100 yards on all his other carries, but it's damn close. 100 yards on 22 carries. And his one touchdown came off of that. Chris Godwin, six receptions, 92 yards with one one broken finger. Antonio Brown have any catches? He had a couple. I don't know. I'm not looking at the stats. I'm just looking no. at the leaders. Well, now it's come out that supposedly in his neighborhood, like last month or something, he broke a security camera. and Definitely his last game. Threw a bicycle at a security guard? Definitely his last game. He might play this week. Yeah, but if that was over a month ago, do you think Bruce Arians already knew about it? Oh, yeah. They knew just like... Then why would this be his last game? I mean, they knew just like the Patriots knew last year. Like, hey, we're going to get a couple games. We're going to get a couple wins. Has it been two games now? Yes. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I don't think he's been that hot either. Um, but the Bucks moved to 7-3. and three. Obviously got swept by the Saints, so they can't win the division, theoretically. Well, Saints going to be without Drew Brees for a minute. Um, just um, Raiders thirty-seven, Broncos twelve. Is that Josiah or your food? Oh, Broncos God. just bad. Drew well, Lock washed against who? Raiders thirty-seven, Broncos twelve. Broncos are bad. bad. I keep saying this every week. They're hurt. They're injured. They're bad. Drew Lock out of the league next year. No, I don't think Drew Locke is out of the league. I I think it depends on where the Broncos land in the draft. What is their record? The Broncos are. Sorry, we're having loading issues. Three and six. Raiders move to six and three. If you're in a position to get a Trey Lance or fuck even a Kyle Trask, maybe. Maybe not that high for Kyle Trask. Who's the, who's BYU guy, Zach Wilson? Yes. Maybe Trey Lance that high. I don't know if I'd take the other two top ten. I like the Trey Lance guy. Then you take – I think you make that pick. But I don't know if – has Drew Locke <laughs> – Drew Locke showed us enough. Will you go outside and get that so he doesn't bark? Oh. He's very pissed off at Drew Locke because he sucks. Uh, Dolphins 29, Chargers 21. Uh, Tua is 3-0. and Well, the Dolphins defense is 3-0. and <laughs> Dolphins defense. Tua's played well the last two games. Tua was uh, 15 for 25, 169 yards, two touchdowns. I like the Dolphins. You like them? I Six, like them. 6-3. They're going to steal that wild card spot from the Titans. I think they win the AFC East. I don't think so. I think that's definitely very much still the Bills. But Bills are six and three. Yeah, but they're a better team. They're sweeping. I don't know, man. Um Cardinals thirty two, Bills thirty. Hail Mary. Thanks. Hail Mary. Hmm. Cardinals 32, Bills 30. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. We were sitting, neither of us expected that happening. I had stopped watching it. We're I both. thought that I had won my bet. We are like, fuck. I mean, that was just a go up. Probably one of the only quarterbacks in the NFL, thank you, who can make that throw. I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers has done it a lot. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I'm not my, just take Aaron Rodgers out of that. Take Russell out of that. There's a lot. There's not a whole lot of quarterbacks who can make a throw like that. And that was just DeAndre Hopkins going up and getting the damn ball. Bill O'Brien, great trade. 
GM of the century. I still don't even know what to say about that trade. Because it was just so fucking bad. Has David Johnson even been playing for the Texans? I think he got hurt. Rams 23, Seahawks 16. They let Russ cook for 22 for 37, 248 yards, two interceptions. Russ ain't been cooking at all lately. DK Metcalf got shut down by Jalen Ramsey. Jared Goff, 27 for 37, 302 yards. I think the Rams down the stretch are going to surprise a lot of people. Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Cardinals. Six and three. Six and three. I'm giving up on the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a fight down to the end. Cardinals and Rams haven't played each other yet, have they? I don't think so. I don't think they have. So that's going to be one of those where it's going to be like... Cardinals and Seahawks play on Thursday night. Yeah. So Rams, Cardinals going to be like a week 15, week 17 matchup, isn't it? Yeah. That division is going to come down to the wire. Um, I bet Cardinals win on Thursday against the Seahawks. I did bet that the Cardinals win on Thursday against the I Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are, are done for the most part. Russ is not playing good, and the only reason that team started 5-0 and is because Russ was playing out of his fucking mind. If Russ is not playing out of their mind, they are not going to win games. But I like the Rams. That offense dictates the game to where they want to do it. If golf is playing at least decent, they can do a lot of different things. They're the best, best rushing offense in the league. I don't think you know that. They're chippy. By committee, three running backs are the best rushing yards in the league right now. And when you got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey shutting down, Jalen Ramsey on the outside shutting down your best wide receiver, it's going to be hard to score against that defense when they get hot. Saints 27, 49ers 13. Big story coming out of here. Drew Brees has five fractured ribs and a punctured young, lung. Young. A young lung. It is Jameis time. And we got really excited about Jameis. And then I like Jameis. He had that goal line stand where he just fumbled and then got sacked and then somehow scored a touchdown. Did he score a touchdown? I don't think he scored a touchdown. He only had like 93 yards or something like that. Yeah. Can the Saints Relist- win without Drew? I think the Saints are better with James. Honestly. No. Yes. Unless they completely redo the offense for the next couple weeks. And I'm sure it'll James be a, it'll be a really shots, it's dumb playbook. Yeah, they're not. Not gonna, that James is dumb. I just think. But they're not going to change the whole playbook just because James is in. It's still going to be media, median riots. Michael Thomas coming across the middle. Slant boy. Slant boy. Slant bitch, actually. Slant bitch. He ain't done shit this year. Because he's a slant bitch. I picked him fourth in my fantasy draft. How's that going? I Whose didn't even think I, on your ass? I don't even think I looked at last weekend's. Uh, Steelers moved the I was still kind of talking about the Saints real quick. Oh, yeah. I think is Jameis can... Realistically, I think you've got to look at four or five weeks... Pretty much up into the playoffs that Drew is out. Yeah. I've had some fractured ribs before. They're not fun. Daddy died broke my rib. That shit hurt me for like three weeks. And that was one. I don't even know if it was completely fractured, but it hurt like a bitch. I couldn't laugh. Just had to cry the whole time. You think they do the same thing as they did last year where Teddy Bridgewater just takes over and it's just business as usual? But with Jameis this time. And they then Jay yeah. I think Jameis can do it. I don't I just I don't wanna say it all came down on Drew Brees because that doesn't fit my um Drew Brees' wash narrative. Um but I just don't Saints defense is good. Saints defense is gonna keep him in a lot of games. How many points does Jameis have to score? I don't know. Or how many times can he just keep dumping it off to Alvin Kamara? Yeah. Alvin Kamara and Slant Alvin Kamara has been sneaky fucking good this year. Really good. <laughs> really good. I think he had a couple of touchdowns. Um, Steelers 36, Bengals 10. Steelers moved to 9-0. and I was a sucker for this one. I thought all the cards were pointed towards the Bengals winning this one. But the Steelers do seem legit, mama. 
That's against the Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger, who beat the Titans. Ben Roethlisberger, 27-46, 333 yards, four touchdowns. Steelers are legit. I think they are getting slept on to an extent. I think everybody still wants to say the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, but... Which they are. Do you think so? Yes. She's got the better defense. It doesn't matter. I think Mahomes versus the Steelers' defense is... I mean, the Steelers gave up, what, 30-something points against the Titans. Yeah, who have a pretty damn good offense. I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to call. I still think the Chiefs are the best in the AFC. I just think the Steelers get swept on a little bit. I don't think it's being talked enough that they're not an O. I kind of go out on a limb and say, if the Steelers and the Colts were to play in the playoffs, I think I would probably put my money on the Colts. It's because you're an ignorant piece of shit. But that's no, I think the Colts' the defense is better than the Steelers' defense. I don't know about that. I do. Um, is that fucking Spike Lee? It is Spike Lee. Cole Anthony just got drafted. To where? The Magic. Magic. Is that Spike Lee, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing there? Uh, Patriots 23, Ravens 17. The hype train is officially off the rails. Yeah, Ravens are done. It was also raining. I get that, but they have proved this shit that they can't do. They, they can't score on offense anymore. Mark Ingram, a big piece of that offense, apparently. I think it's more the offensive linemen they've lost. One of them retired, then Marshall Yonder retire. Yeah. I think that's bigger than Mark Ingram. And then homie just broke his knee both ways last week. Who? I don't know, whoever their left guard was. Oh, yeah. Left tackle. I don't know. You know, that important blindside guy that keeps Lamar Jackson from fumbling the ball more than he already does. I mean, I had said all, th- all the whole time, the defense is going to figure Lamar out this year. We'll hear another year or two of Lamar, and pff, he'll be off. Gone in the wind. He can't throw the ball. It's the worst passing offense in the league. Don't get me wrong, you don't have a shit ton of weapons around him, but you were the MVP last year. You have, you have to play the MVP level no matter what. Monday night football. You were playing your games during this one. You didn't miss much. Well, I got a really fun new game, and I'm kind of addicted to it. Vikings. I haven't had a good game to play in a while. Vikings 19, Bears 13. I watched the first half. The Bears had a combined 17 carries for 41 yards and 31 passing attempts for 108 yards. And the that's ba- all their offense had. The Bears? Mm-hmm. So did Trubisky, Trubisky get hurt too when he came in? Trubisky got hurt when they win the uh, Wildcat like two weeks ago against the Titans. Oh. Oh. Yeah, when he came in that one play. So Nick Foles is out for the season though, right? I haven't seen anything on that. I seen something earlier that said he possibly might be. Because they were going to bring in... Kaiser. They were going to bring in Ky- Deshaun Kaiser, yeah. Who is the second quarterback of all time to throw a... Have an 0-16 team hmm. for the Browns. And the other one, I'll give it to you, you were right. It was Dan Orlovsky. It was. Bears done, dead in the water. Yes, I think they proved because they fell all the Nagy, way to five and five. Nagy gave up play calling ability, and it just looked like the same fucking plays. Nick Foles is just incompetent. No, I just think the offense coordinator is also incompetent. I don't know. I think that was kind of like Nagy saying, "Hey, look, nobody can do anything with this team. <laughs> Let me put it on somebody else. Please though. get me the fuck out of here. Let Adam Gase coach this team." Thursday night football preview. Cardinals at the Seahawks, both 6-3. and three. Seattle is a three-point favorite. I'm really excited for this. You missed this game last time, and you'll probably miss it again. Uh, it was game on Thursday night, I'm not. It was game of the year when they played on Monday night. Week four, five? It was Sunday night, if I missed it completely. Sunday night. 
I think it was Monday night, but yeah. It wasn't, because I've watched most of Monday night games. I just haven't watched all of the Sunday night games. You didn't watch this last Monday night game. I did not. Or the Monday night game before that. I did watch last Monday night. No, you didn't. Who you played? went to bed before I did. Who played? Not off the top of my head, I don't know, but it was halftime. You said, I'm going to bed. And no, I was you like, said, this is the worst game I've ever seen in my life, and walked upstairs. Who was it? It was the Jets and the Patriots. Oh, yeah, that was bad. But we both went to sleep at halftime. <laughs> I I the Sunday night games. No, I have not been staying up and watching. You want a little bit of honesty on this podcast? Usually, I'm drunk by that moment, <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> but this is a really good game. I'm really excited about it. Um, the only, I mean, I guess playing in the elements, maybe Arizona's got to go to Seattle. Um, it was a really close game last time. But that was back when Russ was cooking. Russ yes. ain't cooking no more. Russ ain't cooking no more. And the Cardinals' defense is starting to look pretty good, too. I mean, they're not looking great, but they're starting to hold up a little bit. Josh Allen kind of had his way. But it, they're more of a bend-don't-break type defense. Um, Kyler Murray had his way with Seattle's defense last time. I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm also going Cardinals. I think they're hot. The money, I don't know what the money line's at right now. The money line was at minus 175, which is a pretty good value bet. And um, I'm not going to say I bet the house on it, but I did, in fact, bet the house on it. It's not even your house to bet. I know. That's a crazy thing. It's really risky. I'm wearing Cardinals. What would we even do? How would we tell Lori that? That we lost the house? We won't have to worry about it because the Cardinals won't win. It's a good way I to did look al- at it. I did also bet a substantial amount of money on the Bears, and I just don't know. That's the second week in a row I did it, too. On Monday night? No, just on the Bears in general. Oh. Yeah, Bears suck. Bears are done. Duh, Bears. They'll win the next three. Watch. Suck. Thank you so much for listening to episode 43 of the Slick and Juicy Sports Show. We'll be back for the Pick'em episode tomorrow night. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Why am I echoing so fucking bad? I don't know. Why did you?